and what he said to me was take your time you don't you don't you don't cherish these moments because you don't get too many of them and that just touched me he's right it's a miracle that just happened and you do want to be you want to be in it while it's happening so i took that and ran with it all things Lyman Country. Tune in to hear stories from Lyman, aspiring Lyman, and others who work in the industry. Now here are your hosts, David Powell and PJ Nardi. All right, welcome to the Lyman Country Podcast. I am David Powell. I am PJ Nardi. We are joined here with Mr. Tori Allen. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, nice to have you, Tori. So um, this podcast is really to help individuals get an understanding of what it's like to be in the lineman trade. You're obviously enrolled at SLTC, going through lineman school. But before we get into that, let us get a little bit of history kind of about yourself. Can you tell us a little about, tell the tell our listeners about who is Tori Allen? Well, um, the book on Tori Allen is, is, is not, uh, I guess, is not um, much to know, but there's a book. Um, for starters, I'm 27 years old. Um, I'm married, happily, happily married. She's the love of my life. Um, and before I came to the lineman school, I was a technician, a cable technician at Spectrum in Noonan. Um, it was very hands-on. It was my type of work, um, but it's just, it's just, I always wanted to be in line work, in electrical work. Um, and I am the youngest of five. I have a twin brother. Um, and I'm older than him by a minute, and I hold it over him for every day, every second of his, of his life. Um, and I'll ha- I've always had my mom and my dad in my life, blessed to have them. I'm very religious, very. That's My base moral is religion, and I thank God for my parents for always instilling that in me. Um, and like I said, it's not, it's not much about Tori that's going to, that's just amazing, but that's basically in a nutshell who, who I am. And how I came to be. I, I think there's some humility in in uh, not thinking uh, our story is amazing, but knowing uh, knowing that you know who 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 created you mm-hmm. and whose child you are, you are amazing. Yes, as, <laughs> as humbly as I can say. I know. Yep. Yep. Um, yes, sir. Uh, and like I say, I thank God for my parents. They they help shape and mold who I actually am today. So you talked about being married. Uh, how long you been married? I've been married, actually, uh, October the 11th will be two years, but I've known uh, my wife for six, and like I tried to express, she is, she is the love of my life. So most of our students, we, we, we run uh, numbers, we check, we do demographics. I think 85% of our students that, that come to SLTC uh, are not married, mm-hmm. um, no kids, mm-hmm. so uh, you're, you're kind of... Uh, you know, you fill in that, that gap that's that not everybody, you know, not, not the typical population. So I want to discuss that. I want to get your story. Um, how did you meet your wife? So, uh, uh, well, a little backstory. My, my, uh, my mom, 
she actually she's had a, a good couple of mixed carriages before me and my brother and my middle sister. So we were sheltered a lot. Not in a bad way. She's just she's dealt with a lot of loss. So my actual first vacation that I ever took out of the out of um you know, the norm, I went to PCB. And her mom or her stepmom, I worked for her in that in that um at that time. And I knew she was gonna be down there. We talked a little bit, but there was no real connection. But when we got down to PCB, we met up. We enjoyed our time, and it just trickled down from there. And, I mean, I don't, I don't really believe that you that love of, uh, of love at first sight, but there was something there from then, and it carries on to now. And it's another thing I got to thank God for. Why don't you help our listeners understand what PCB is? It's um, uh, Panama City Beach. It's a... It's just a beach, you know, your regular beach, a lot of sand, a lot of water. It's a good hangout spot for a lot of people in our area. So, mm-hmm. so you know, there's this uh, debate. We think we have the best beaches in the Panhandle. Don't you Don't you agree? I mean, think about I've I've seen a lot of different beaches all over the country, mm-hmm. and everybody talks about oh the beach this the beach that. I'm like you've never seen you've never seen the white sands yeah of 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 the Panhandle. So I'm not super versed in that. I'm gonna be a little biased in the approach, but yeah, I, I'm gonna go along. With that. I'm gonna go along with that thought. So, let's just back up a little bit. So, you well, first of all, what is the love of your life's name? Her name is Caitlin. Caitlin Allen. Caitlin Marie Allen. Caitlin Marie Allen. Okay. And um, are you both you? So you're from Lagrange, Georgia. Yes, sir. Uh, where is Caitlin from? She's uh, originally from Pennsylvania, Latrobe, a little small town in Pennsylvania. Okay. And um. Her dad moved down when she was about, well, I think she was about five years old because they were all in PA. He moved down to Noonan, and when she turned to about 13, she moved down with him, and she's been down in the um, South region ever since. So uh, I want to kind of touch on a little bit of your history here. You talked about you've got five siblings. Mm-hmm. You've got a twin. Yes, sir. How does that work as a twin? Like, I mean, uh, I've heard all these, I've heard all these, uh, I don't know if they're, uh, just stories or myths or whatever, but you know, how does that work? Do you, do you think exactly like, do you act exactly alike? Like, can you read his mind? Do you feel his pain? Do you know exactly he's, he's struggling? I think it's a theory and I don't think it's a true one, but there has been cases where I would be singing this song and he would be humming it. And, uh, I can't say that I can feel his pain. But we're so close. I'll know when he's sad and when he's mad or, you know, I'll know kind of before he can actually express it. And we're fraternal, so we haven't got that full twin experience, like being able to trick people. I'm him and he's he's me. But, um, you know. It's, yeah, so not identical. No, we're not identical. Yeah. We're fraternal. Yeah. We don't look alike. Gotcha. Do you have similarities and differences, like similarities in, in mannerisms and differences in personality or? Yes, sir. Um, And they're big. They're actually really big. Um, I'm very, very competitive and sports-based. My brother's more of a chill, laid back. He doesn't care too much about challenging challenges and being competitive. He will, but he's not as driven as far as challenges go than I, I might. I, I'm, I find it a thrill to, you know, be faced with a challenge and have to get better. But um, he's also 
in the physical approach, he's he's a little shorter, um, a little smaller than me. But um, as far as man mannerism and, and how we actually act, I mean, I would say we're pretty similar in that aspect of it. So let me ask you, I'm just curious too, is he um, more artistic? I know you play music. Is he an artistic type guy? No? No, no he is not. Oh, all right. Well, do you? it depends on your definition of gaming. He loves gaming. Okay. Um, I don't, I can't say that's art. Well, do you, do you, have, do you like block. games? Do you have any games? I do. I do like to play games as a pastime. Um, What's your favorite? What's your favorite uh, game? I will have to say Call of Duty. There you go. But that's falling off really, really quick. That's okay. <laughs> but um that's that's the pastime and it's gonna my pastime's gonna get a little it's gonna shrink a little bit more. Not due to work, but going back to the norm of students coming here. I am married happily, but I also had a child. Yeah, so let's talk about Yes. A new addition to the family. Wow. I mean, it's a lot to talk about and let me start off with it's it's an unfamiliar feeling, but the amount of joy that you 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 gain and the the size of, I just I really feel like the size of my heart just got bigger, and it's it take it took my wife just in comparison because I love her to death as well. In comparison, it, it I it took her a while for me to actually you know love her, love her like I do now, but for your baby to come into this world and seconds after he he's out. He just snatches your heart like that. Mm. Unfamiliar feeling. Yeah, you wonder all along, how could I love something that much? Everyone talks about that. that and and man, suddenly, like you said, that, that switch gets flipped. I, I will die for that child. I will do anything for that child. Yeah. I've got two boys as well. And, um, you know, I, they leave the house at 16 and 13 years old. And, you know, until you get that call knowing they're going where they're going or you're just unsettled and that you know that hasn't changed since the moment i met them how has been um being married i kind of more challenging being in at school here usually a lot of you guys are single and and they come here a lot younger how has being married coming to line school maybe been different have you noticed any difference do you think it's been different for you um differences and are you saying in our relationship or in just uh but just maybe how it. yeah, just maybe how you how you looked at it, how you approached it. Oh, okay. Um, so I would say out of being in this school, the hardest part of it is being away from her. Mm-hmm. Not only knowing that, you know, I'm three hours away, it's not a far away. I can get there when I when I can when I need to. But just being away, she's going through this pregnancy, her first pregnancy, and I'm not there to help her and I, just being away from her was the was the most challenging part of it. I think I would say in the aspect of, you know, just being married. I, I can't stress it enough. I love her, and there is no other person in this world for me. So that hasn't been a challenge at all. So while you've been here, you found yourself um, uh, kind of migrating towards the guys that that um, are more mature and that are maybe married or or helping out the younger ones that are trying to figure it all out. Any. Have you kind of found yourself with, with different friend groups like that? Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. And, um, you know, they are younger and not no obligation to, you know, a significant other or anything like that. So I just I, I, I give my opinion on it when asked about it, not pushy, 
because they're going to have to learn just like I did. Sure. Yeah, what kind of factor does that play? I know it I know it does. I just want to hear it from you. What kind of factor does does being married and having a new child from the standpoint of like w- work after after graduation which is next week? Mm-hmm. Well, um even even without the child, but I think it's magna mag the magnitude of it is growing even more. Having a child, it's about being safe, really. Being able to come home and see the people that making me smile all the time with no complications. That's that's on the top of the food chain. The main goal of what whatever I do after, what I'm gonna be focusing on. I want I don't wanna be able to go out here and yes, be in the field that I love, but make it but have it's it causes complications at home as far as me being there. You know, of course I wanna be there. So safety is high is high on my on my list and just not taking work home with me. So our initial introduction to you, Tori, was the fact that you're working after uh, school is out, like you've been working uh, after hours, doing some work around the campus. Um, you obviously have a, a, a tremendous work ethic. Um, you, you went through some, you took some jobs, uh, saved your resources so you could come to school. What, who instilled that work ethic in you? My dad... Well, not just my dad. My circle is, I'm blessed to have the circle of, um, of friends and family that I have because they do push you to be the best you can be. But um, it started at a young age. If, I, if it wasn't just picking up sticks around the yard, it was moving bricks. It was something that, you know, that was needed to be done or asked of me to do. And, you know, I was held accountable to do those things. So it kind of came a lifestyle. So I would say my dad... He's always worked hard. I've learned from him just seeing his work ethic and the the opportunity to actually work as a child. Not work, work for money, but just, you know, do stuff, task around the house. It started at a young age. And I have grandmother, my mom, my dad, my uncles to thank for that. You know, I think there's something <clears throat> there's something about working with your hands. I think that's one of the draws of individuals that, that are choosing this career path. Mm-hmm. There's something very fulfilling about going out, working, um, you know, I, I get the the mental strain that comes from an office job, but there's just something about being outdoors, sweating, working with your hands, doing that. That's so fulfilling. It's almost like I'm a, I'm a workout guy. I love, I love the gym. One of the things I love most about the gym is the, the, the endorphins, the feeling that you get when you, when you leave. And there's a similar feeling that you get when you go accomplish a, a task, when you're you know, doing something physically and seeing the end product. Would you agree with that? Yes, sir. I would just, uh, you know, saying that you, you was able to, you put your hands on that start to finish and just seeing the outcome of what you did is very fulfilling. So you mentioned before that you'd worked for spectrum before you came here. So you obviously were already migrating towards, um, you know, towards either communication or electrical line work. What, what was your first introduction to that? And what made you realize that that was a career path you wanted to pursue? Um, so I would say my first introduction, um, would probably be actually gaming. I would say probably gaming because I, I mean, of course you game and at first you game and you just didn't know why it works like that. But then you start on trying to figure out why does it work like that? Communications was a big part of that as far as, you know, internet and everything. So I started wondering on that, did some more research and 
comes to find out in my hometown there was a spectrum and i've i tried i applied i applied a, a years back didn't get it the opportunity arose arose last year in may no in october it arose and i got the job and i always i always even out of high school i always wanted to do something along that scale and i thought if i got into um, communications i could work my way up to utilities possibly and here i am now so did you consider the two programs did you look at our communication program as well as the uh, uh, electric yes sir i did um but knowing that i was actually in the communication side of it i i wanted to pursue the electrical side so down in the area that you're from actually is the is cellcat you know the so it's the ibw or the the union um training and um well, for the Southeast, the uh, headquarters for the electrical line workers. Um, were you familiar with it before you came up here? With yes, Cellcat? sir. Okay. Yes, sir, I was. Um, and I and I actually was, I was going to go that route, um, but it needed, you needed to have a CDL, you needed to have the restrictions off of it, neither of which I had at the time. And I stumbled upon just researching this school. It's actually the first thing that popped up when I researched it. And I saw all the certifications that you could get. And yeah, I could go. I could have went to go get my CDLs, but I wouldn't have been able to get my crane certification, flagging, digger Derek. There was a lot more opportunity to gain more in coming to this school just going to get your CDL. So what I know we we've, we've talked a little bit about kind of your plans. If there's any of our listeners that are Georgia Power executives, um, is that the goal? Um, yes, sir. I, I want a company that puts safety first. You can get good compensation of it and on it. I mean, working with them and, you know, they stand for something. And I believe Georgia Power has all those aspects. Southern Company as a whole, right? You're not too far from the Alabama line there. No, sir, I'm not. So Alabama Power would be a good option for you as well. Yes, sir. Actually, um, all I ever need is opportunity. So there's nothing picky. I have a, a couple of years to, you know, to get under my belt. But I'm not picky at all. All I need, all I ever ever will need is an opportunity to start somewhere. So let's talk a little bit about, you, you talked, you've touched on safety already. You're obviously, you've learned a lot about like the, the importance of being safe and going home at night, looking and prioritizing companies you want to work for as being safe companies. What did you learn while you were here about safety? It is the first thing before you even go to work is the first thing that should be thought about. Um, and uh, in this field is very dangerous and, it, and safety has came a long way just with how what I've heard because I haven't had any experience actually with it I've heard safety has come a long way and uh, you know from aspect of line work grounding is one of your things you want to that keeps you safe EPC grounding bracket grounding um, and I guess I always stay two three steps ahead when you're working and while you're working to keep yourself from being in series, contacting um, wires, electrical wires. So thinking what your next three steps are before you're taking them. Well, about it. <clears throat> first, it is, I, I'll say is um, what I'm doing, which whatever whatever the task may be, why I'm doing it, and how I'm going to do it. Those those questions should always come go through your head before you even think about putting your hands on stuff. They say plan the work and work the plan. Yes, sir. That's it. So your instructor here um, in, in SLTC, um, a lot of these guys have quotes or 
kind of life lessons, what would you say was the biggest lesson that you learned from your instructor so far? Instructor Lauren White, um, he's actually, he's taught me a lot. Taught me a lot, not just about line work, but also about life. And I'm going to actually do use one of the quotes that he's told me about life. It was, um, I called um, the surprise that, because my, my wife was a week early on her pregnancy. And it was a surprise, so I contacted Miss Melissa at the front desk to let Lauren know. And Lauren reached out and contacted me. Um, the baby was here by that time, and, and I was just busy with the baby. So he asked me to call him back. I did. And I was making sure he understood I wasn't going to probably be. I was going to miss a day or so. And what he said to me was, um, "Take your time. You don't, you don't, you don't cherish these moments because you don't get too many of them." And that just touched me, because he's right. You don't. It's a miracle that just happened, and you do want to be, you want to be in it while it's happening. So I took that and ran with it. Yeah, being fully present, especially in that moment. I mean, that that's like you said, that's not going to change. So, Lauren White's your instructor. Um, you've been here for, what, 14 weeks now. Yes, sir. As you were thinking about coming to Lion School and knew that this is where you wanted to attend, um, what were some of the perceptions you had or some maybe even some of the fears that you had? And then what has it, uh, how has that, the experience been in light of, you know, what you were hoping to experience or, or thinking about the Lion School is going to be like? Well, um, <clears throat> my initial perception on Lion School, I I didn't think it was going to be easy. I knew it was going to be a challenge. But coming out and actually working on your craft, learning how to be um, to be um, to, I guess, believe in your equipment and know that it's, it is up there to help you. And it, it works. That's one of the things that you don't you don't get unless you're you know in it and you're doing it um and actually the tenacity and the uh, grit you actually have to endure to finish the couple first couple of weeks is is it's 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 nothing to play with you gotta if you're gonna come to the school you gotta be all in and you gotta give it a hundred percent hundred and ten i would say yes it'll break you and that's one of the things that we have always felt like it's very important you know for us i mean we Obviously, there's a tremendous amount of climbing the first few weeks. It's um, it's more of a boot camp type approach. Mm-hmm. But it's also like this crucible that's required almost to kind of like a rite of, rite of passage, you know, just to be able to get on to the, the other elements of the program because you're right, it's going to require so much of you. It's It's, again, you're out in the elements, you're climbing. It's very physical. There's definitely some challenges. One of the biggest challenges that guys have to overcome is a fear of heights. How did you know when you showed up that you did not have a fear of heights? Have you have you been at heights before or just Well, I have been at heights. I'm not gonna say that I just knew I didn't have a fear of heights. I haven't gotten to a height where it's made me fear it yet, but I haven't gone that high yet as well. Um a spectrum, I, I would climb poles, not all the way to 45, 55 feet, but I would. So I did have my experience at height, but I just, it just never, I've never been bothered by it. Since you've left Spectrum, have they, uh, have they tried to bring you back? Have they recruited you to come, come back to work? No, sir, they have not. Oh, gosh, that was a mistake. 
because I, I just can see that, um, you know, one of the things we talk about, we give out awards that, I don't know, are you, are you familiar with all the awards we give out at graduation? Well, one of them is the best work ethic. And if, if you're not up for that one, um, something's wrong. Um, because that's one of the things that the guys will always say. It's, it's something that guys just have. You know, I think it can be learned, but it's also um, when, when someone has it, it's very noticeable. And it's a, it's a great, I mean, attribute of just being out showing up, especially in today's society. I mean, just being able to show up and, and be willing to do, do the work required. Not everybody's willing to do that. And especially, you know, um, now I think it's, um, you know, as a, as a, as a culture, we've just gotten softer in general, you know? So, um, I like to follow certain uh, certain guys, mentors, coaches, things like that, because I have to remind myself that even at 45 years old, I got to stay hard. You know, who, you know who says that? Stay hard? No, sir. Uh, David Goggins. <laughs> David Goggins. David Goggins always says stay hard, but it's just it's just a, a mental thing where you you constantly have to push yourself. But but the reality is, like we do, I think as a culture, we've just gotten softer and and finding finding individuals that have this this work ethic an ability to, to push through even when it gets difficult. It's just not a common thing anymore. So uh, it's definitely noticeable uh, in what you do. We, um, when, you. when we get a chance to talk with some of the companies that come to recruit you, we're always asking them, hey, you know, how are our graduates working out? Great. You know, those, those are the guys that have paved the way for you and you'll be paving the way for guys in the next class, right? That's their expectation of what one of our graduates um, brings to the table, the work ethic and so forth. So we're always expecting to hear some some great elaborate response like hey what are you looking for in an employee in a, in a great employee and again you know you expect some some big elaborate response and today they're saying somebody that shows up for work and will actually work during the day and man i i really hope you guys are the ones that are out there changing that perception because if we're allowing ourselves you know as a society to get to that point where just getting someone to show up is the, is a hard part. And then honestly getting them to work in the day. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's a scary tipping point right there. Um, but that's not an option for, you know, for this line of work. It, it, it truly isn't. You guys are, you, you, like you said, you proved in the first five weeks. Um, how many people did you see leave the program in the first five weeks? I don't have that number, but it is a big one. Yeah. So Tori, um, one thing you mentioned at the beginning of the, the show here, you mentioned about your faith. You talked about your family. You talked about your faith. Um, I know that's been a big part of who you are and your upbringing. I want to talk about that a little bit and, and uh, kind of elaborate on on how it is. And then and then maybe one of the things I think is really important is what do you do on a regular basis? Or even a, is there a daily habit that you have as far as when it comes to faith? Like how do you continue to grow and, and, uh, and how do you implement or take what you've learned and then how has just kind of got God work in your, in your life throughout, you know, throughout the day, throughout the year, so forth and so on. Um, so for starters, again, I give an honor to the head of my life um, and my mom and my dad. They, they, they kept me in the church every Sunday, every Sunday. There, there wasn't a Sunday that I wasn't there. And we had Bible study on Wednesdays. We'll go sometimes. And not even just that Saturdays, that was our time to actually study as a family and go to church next Sunday and, you know, uh, read that, go over that lesson in Sunday school. So from the start, that was a, that was a big, 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 um, just foundation, foundational piece in our, in our um, family. 
um and how do i keep that up is well i'll to explain the story my my uh twin he had uh he had seizures pretty bad and and there was a time where he had one and he stopped breathing and it wasn't there was no hope for him as far as the doctors you know were concerned but i truly believe that god breathed life back into him and just with that story it's hard to disconnect yourself from somebody who's willing and who's who showed that much grace and love for a really i won't say no reason but it's just it's hard to you know disconnect yourself from that just with that experience and i'm and how and even to this day i still thank him and i praise him for that uh but i'm not the best i'm still growing i'm still learning and i i have to get a little more rooted and grounded myself because i have taken some step backs but i that's the that's the thing though i'm rooted and grounded to the point where it's never going to go away i'm always going to be able to approve this he's 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 always going to be a part of my life but i think it started with my family and with my mom and my dad always instilling that into um their kids so when did your faith become your own and not your parents faith when did you make that decision that you know what this isn't something that um, I'm just going to catch by watching them do it. This is actually, this is something I truly believe in personally. Um, let's see, it's kind of hard to calculate. I would say somewhere around the age of 10, 12, 10 or 12, I would say. Um, it's was just, it that moment with your, with your twin? That was actually, I was a little younger then. Oh, wow. At that point in time, I didn't understand. But again, with the the fact that I was always, um, taught that I was able to think back on that and just realize that was amazing that was a blessing um, but no sir that, I, I believe that was around 4 or 5 years old when that actually happened probably a little younger than that so about 10 or 12 is when it became more personal for you if I had to calculate it yes sir yeah. Okay. yeah I think if we all look back and we can see we can we if we if we pause long enough to look back and see how um, how God has kind of moved in our lives, it's easy sometimes to forget. If you don't stop and you don't look back and you don't see like, oh my gosh, like how did I get from here to here to here to here? Just God's pro, you know providence and and sovereignty and, and and grace and just as He's you know kind of taken us uh, from one step in our lives to the next. It's um, I have to reflect a lot and and. Um, look back and it just, it just brings me gratitude. Uh, even, even from the point of like the reason why you're here, the reason why this school is here, it's all, it's all, there's, there's no, it didn't just happen by chance, you know? And so, uh, there's a, a lot longer story into this whole process and how there is a SLTC, but I can tell you this, that this origin story is rooted in, in God's hands. So it's, it's a uh, pretty cool. And, just be able to sit here and, and have this podcast and have this discussion. Um, it's awesome. It's, it's truly a, an honor for us. Uh, it's one of the things that makes us so excited when we wake up every day, we come into work and although the school has grown when it was a lot smaller, I knew all the students. Now there's this opportunity to, to know a handful, but there's guys like yourself that are, all throughout the class and just the stories and, and 
the life that's happened and what they what they bring. It's it's amazing. Uh, that's why we created the show Woodwalkers. I don't know if you're familiar with the show Woodwalkers, but the whole idea behind Woodwalkers originally, <clears throat> excuse me, was to capture the stories of students because we were so inspiring. And what we wanted to do was to, to kind of uh, to capture those stories so that we we could share that with our own families. We could share that with our own boys and they, we could see that we were a part of this process. And that's what fires us up um, getting up every day is although we're not out there training you, teaching you to climb and work, you know, uh, understanding the, the safety aspects of electricity and out there, we're not, we're not going to do that on a daily basis, but we get to be a part of it. And uh, that's what so amazing about being at SLTC. So outside of uh, school, obviously, um, you've got some hobbies, you've got some gifts and talents apparently too with, with music. Um, what are you, what kind of hobbies and what kind of interests do you have outside of, outside of here? Well, I guess you don't have to be good at a hobby. No, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say there, there are things that I, I, I am good at that I like to do. Like I like play basketball. I do play the drums. I would say I'm, I'm pretty good at that, but anything that any things that keep my interest would probably be anything competitive. If I can compete and I can grow my skills and doing that with another person who might be better than me or might we might be getting better together, I'm interested. So I guess I could say I have a multitude of hobbies. You know, it's so funny. I don't like hobbies that I'm not good at <laughs> because I'm competitive. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. That's that's I guess that's the even ground there. You uh, you got to actually start somewhere. That's I true. Can be good at everything. That's and true. Guess, and I'm not that good at a whole bunch of stuff. So one golfing is one of the ones we're not going to talk about that. No, I don't talk about golfing. This podcast is brought to you by Elevated Gear. Elevated Gear is the one-stop shop for all things Lyman Country and Southeast Lyman Training Center. From high-quality shirts and hats to name brand sunglasses, tools, and more. Elevated Gear has everything you need. Stop by our store in Trenton, Georgia, or shop online at elevatedgear.com. Well, we've gotten to know you, you know, as much as we could in the past, you know, 35 minutes or so. If people are interested in reaching out to you, say even some students that might be coming in upcoming classes, what's the best way for them to, to get to know more about you or to reach out to you or um, you on any social media platforms? I am on a social media platform, Facebook. Um, I can't say that I'm very active on it, but yeah. my name's Tori Allen. I am on Facebook. Um, and if you're lucky enough to see me out, come talk to me. I'll, I'll have a conversation with you. Well, Tori, we certainly appreciate you joining us on the Lyman Country Podcast and uh, excited about your, your graduation here coming up next week. And I sure. uh, know you've got a, a bright future ahead of you. So um, that's all we got. Are we going to meet anyone at graduation? Oh, you'll meet the whole family. All right. That's, that's <laughs> super. Looking forward to it. Family. Make sure, um, yeah, make sure we do, please. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, that's super. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Lyman Country Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support us, please make sure to subscribe, share on social media, and leave a rating or review. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.